You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. It is uh, great to see everybody tonight, and uh, I'm excited to to share again with you guys. And I know God's going to speak to our hearts again, because when we, when we share His Word, uh, it doesn't return void. It accomplishes what it's set out to accomplish. And I believe and trust that, that God... Uh, we'll speak to you in some weight this evening. And, um, yeah. So here we go. Um, as, as briefly mentioned in this past, uh, video, um, this has been, um, a month of where, where we've been sharing, um, the vision of the church, our, our heart attributes. And, uh, and so we just are, are focusing on that and, uh, and we and we're really talking about the overflow of our hearts. And so, last a couple of weeks ago, we talked about enlarging. So we talked about um, being a church that goes into our community. That we that we just we go. We don't stay here, but we go. We talked about being people with beautiful feet, right? That that we would be people that would share the love of God with others, and that people would say they have beautiful feet, not because of our feet, but because of the actions that we're doing. And then last week we talked about in, uh, being a church of, that, that enables. And, uh, and so God's called us all to be, to be disciples and to make disciples. And so, um, you know, God doesn't want us to remain where we're at. It would really would be a shame if we just stayed exactly in the same place. But God has so much more for us in store. So he doesn't want us to remain where we're at. And uh, disciples apply themselves to a lifelong journey of imitating Christ, of uh, growing continually in Him and maturing appropriately. And so I talked last week about, uh, you know, when I was a teenager using a, um, a dummy as, uh, you know, and if you remember that, that was not maturing appropriately. That was, that was very immature. And so we want to be mature, mature Christians. And so this week, uh, the heart attribute is empowering, empowering. And so our heart's desire is, uh, is that each, each of you would be functioning and serving in the areas that God has for you. Everybody has a role to play in this church. Everybody has a function. And we want all of us to be serving in some capacity. Um, Last week we read in Ephesians 5, it said, Be imitators of God. Live a life of love, just as Christ loved us. And so we're to imitate, imitate Christ. We're to do what He did, live how He lived, and love how He loves. That's what it means to imitate Christ. And, and you know, Jesus modeled this living, um, by serving. In Matthew, 2028 it says the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for money that is what he came to do he came to serve not to be served served it wasn't about hey what can you do for me it was him coming and washing feet and just loving people and meeting them where they were at and that's what christ calls us to do is to go and serve this, I, I think this scripture is probably one of my, one of my favorites. Um, it's like God in the flesh came down and dwelt among us and he served. 
Uh, it's just an incredible reality when you begin to kind of think about that. He, you know, he, he could have, he could have done it in so many other ways. He could have come down in a, in a different fashion, but he, he did that and he came and he served. And I, I truly believe that, that each of us, and, and many of you are, um, as disciples, um, are to find a place to serve. Because if we want to imitate Christ, we need to do what he did, which was serving, right? And, uh, and I actually believe that as followers of Christ, if we're not serving in some capacity, that we're really missing the heart of God. We're missing the heart of Jesus if we're not serving in some capacity. Because he came to serve. And if we want to imitate Christ, then we need to serve, right? I mean, it's really, really simple, simple stuff. And yet sometimes we, we miss this idea of coming and being a part of a body and serving in that body. He calls us to do the same, not, not just as individuals, but as a church body. He wants us to, to serve, to love, to give your life. Um, but not as individuals, simply as individuals, but also as a body. So in, in the book of Romans, chapter 12, we read about offering ourselves to God. And that's kind of the first point I guess I want to make tonight, is that we would offer ourselves to God. In verse 1 of Romans 12, it says, I urge you, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And then in verse 4 and 5, it says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So according to these verses, we, we all have something to give. Every single one of us has something to give. It also tells us, um, as a body, it doesn't function properly if we're not all working together. I, uh, many years ago, I was out camping with some friends and, and, uh, where, where I used to go camping, you could just chop down the wood wherever you wanted, wherever you were, because it just, in the, you know, in, in, in the Northwest Territories in Canada, there's just like endless forest. And so we, we could just chop down any trees and, and we would make huge fires and we'd all be out there camping and just having a great old time. And, uh, usually we would just bring an axe or something along those lines to chop the wood up or, or we'd just get wood that we didn't have to, um, you know, break apart. Or we would just like get some wood from my like friend's house before we headed out and so we'd have lots of wood. Well, this one particular time, uh, a friend decided it would be a good idea to bring a chainsaw. And so, so most of us had used one before. It wasn't something that was uncommon, but um, we had never really brought it camping. And uh, I won't go into all the details because it just won't be, um, it's just not necessary. But during the evening, I was sitting on a chair similar to one of these that, that you're sitting on this evening. And, uh, and my friend was, was using the chainsaw behind me. And, uh, and so we thought nothing of it, except for when I went to lean back, the chair kind of dug into the ground, like the back legs, and so I flipped over backwards. And, um, and instead of, you know, um, and when I flipped over backwards, my hand 
went like this, and it happened to land on the chainsaw, on the, on the really, the, the sharp part. And so it ripped my hand apart really quite nicely. And, um, it made a, it made a mess. And we were about 45 minutes away from the, you know, the nearest hospital, and so we obviously wrapped it all up and drove into town. And it was a pretty nasty experience. And one of the things that also did, um, in that, in that time was it cut some of the tendons as well. And so, um, so I have all the feeling, like from my nerves, it didn't cut any nerves, but it, it cut one major tendon. So with this hand, I can go like that really easy. With this one, I can't. And it just doesn't bend the way it should. And um, it, re- it makes me a really good tea drinker, right? Because the pinky just doesn't, doesn't want to go in. But, um, right? See it now? Yeah, now you're always going to see this like f- pinky finger that's just sort of sticking out all the time. And so, but it makes me a really good tea drinker. But other than that, it's really inconvenient. Uh, very often it's hard to grip things um, as well as I can with my left hand. And, and, uh, and it just, you know, you got this nasty scar and it's just not a pretty sight. But, you know, up until th- that particular day, I never realized how important my pinky was. Right? It's like when you stub your big toe or your, your little toe or whatever, right? You're... You know, there's lots of different things where we, when we don't, we don't really think about how important certain parts of our body are until something's going on. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, that's, I, I really do need my big toe. Like that really helps with balance. Or I do need my pinky because it helps me grip things and, uh, whatever it might be. Our body is, it's really important that our body functions properly. And so in the same way in the body of Christ, we all have a part to play. We all have a role. And, and you know, sometimes we think, oh, that role, that's, that's not very important. That role, well, they don't need anybody doing that. That's, that's kind of the role that eh, nobody really notices it. But I want, us, I want everybody to know that every single, I, I mean, you think of, again, my pinky finger or your, or your pinky toe or your big toe or whatever. We think, ah, what's, ah, don't really need it. You know, we could get away with not having it, but really, it's very, very important. And I, I want everybody to know that when it comes to serving in this church, um, this church really values every single gift that you can give to this church. We, God values every single tiny little thing that we can, that we can do. He values those things. And each role is so vitally important. You know, I think even just on a Sunday night with setting up, there's just so many elements to the night. And if, if you know, if, if a few people decided not to show up uh, right at the beginning to set up the tables, but, and, you know, the worship team was here ready to go, but nobody came to set up the tables, it would just really, you know, the night would not run as smoothly because everybody would be running around. But we all have these these roles that may seem small, and yet they're so important and valuable. And, and so, as, you know, as a body, we need to be functioning together, and we need to recognize that each role that we play is truly, truly important. And so each person is valuable and has a part to play. In Exodus 18, um, when God told Moses that he was the one that would bring his people out of Egypt... Moses said a couple of things. He said, who am I, first of all? And, uh, and then another thing he says, I'm slow of speech and tongue. And so often we look at what we can't do or what we don't have 
instead of what he can do through us. You know, he, he, just, he just wants you to say, you know what, this, this is what I got. And he can use that. And, uh, you know, God said to Moses that they, you know, what is in your hand? And, uh, and Moses, you know, it was a staff in that particular passage. And, and, and he said, well, throw it to the ground. And it became a snake. And, and as Tyler said, said this morning, because we've been sharing kind of the same messages, a bit of a different feel, but the same messages, is that God can take something natural. And when we give it to him, he turns it and it becomes supernatural. And that's what he wants to do in and through our lives, is take those, those small things and go watch, watch and see what I can do through you just offering yourself to me. And each, like I say, each and every one of us has a place, a place in this body, and each role is so valuable and important. And we want everybody to be involved in moving forward with the things that God has for us. So God has put something in all of us. Each person has something to offer. And at the end of the day, if you can't find that something, simply obey God's word, offer yourself to him, and he will make it clear. I really believe that. You know, sometimes I've, I have said, God, what is it you want me to do? And I think in that place, it's just, just saying, God, let me know. Let me, let me know what part I'm to play in this big picture. Because I do want to be used for your kingdom. I want to, I want to play a part in this. And I believe he'll make it clear. You know, because there's not one person here by mistake. I really believe that, that each person that shows up here on a Sunday is, 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 is here for a purpose. And I, and I believe that, that God doesn't just bring people together just for the heck of it. He brings people together for a purpose. And I really believe that each of us has a play, a place to, a part to play so that we can be doing what God's called us to do. We're a group of people that make up his body, and each of us has a function to fill. So God calls us to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. The next thing is that um, he calls us uh, to, to, to preparation for the works of service, for the works of ministry. We don't gain salvation through works, but because, our, because of the free gift of salvation, our response is to do works of service for his kingdom. And you know, Mark, we even talked about that at Life Group on Thursday. It's like our response to his love is to, is to do what he's called us to do. We, we, don't, we don't gain love because of what we're doing, but he, his, his love is unconditional. And, and our response now is to, to step out and say, God, what is it you have for me? Ephesians 4, 11 and 13, this is a, a, another lengthy scripture, but it will be up there. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for the works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I want us all to reach the full measure of Christ. And you know, I see us all learning from each other. There's so many times where I'm just with my peers and with you guys and, and somebody will say something and I'll say something else and we're learning from each other, right? Um, and at the same time, God calls some in the church to spearhead the training and the preparing. In this particular passage, it talks about the apostles and prophets and evangelists and, and pastors and teachers. And One of the things that Tyler and I and some of the others as pastors here, we want to be training you and preparing you to 
to, to, to not, you, you offer your bodies and, and that's one step, but the second step is saying, I'm offering myself to you, God, and now, and then there's this, this time of preparing. I believe sometimes, you know, it's not just you have to wait until that perfect moment, but I do believe it's just offer yourselves, go for it, and in that process, there's that preparation taking place as well. God has called us to offer ourselves to Him, and when we do this, we learn to grow in what God has put in us. You offer what you have, and God takes that and says, you are going to be astonished with what I can do in and through you. I really believe that. I really believe that, when, again, when, when we just give Him what we have, He can turn that into the supernatural when we just lay it down and say, hey God, do what you want to do in and through me. So, I have a quick video that I want to show. And uh, Chris is just going to get that lined up. I didn't give him very much notice. Sorry about that, Chris. But this is uh, an interesting video of, of uh, something that happened in my life once upon a time. And it is ready. I've been so over. And my favorite thing is spending time camping with my family and friends. Isn't that awesome? I was just talking to Jill this week. I, was, I don't know how the conversation came up, but we were talking about this this commercial. I said, I've got to figure out some way to show it one night. And then I thought, well, this might be stretching a little bit tonight, but oh, we'll throw it in there. It'll break things up a little bit. And uh, But, you know, you, you know <laughs> this was a legit commercial um, that, uh, that I did. And in... In Alberta and British Columbia and a bit of Saskatchewan in Canada, it was on all the major channels. Um, it was, it was an, it was an advert that, yeah, that, you know, was on for a number of months, I think. And, uh, we did not win free fuel for a year, but they did pay us a little bit of money to do the, uh, to do the advert. And it was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah. So anyways, you know, Moses gave what he had and God did the natural, or the supernatural through him. And then God did the same for me. See, that was pretty supernatural. Watching, right? I was just, I was just this guy walking along the streets of Sylvan Lake. And then somebody said, hey, I want to do a video or a commercial or an advert. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And look what they did. They made me look pretty amazing. Yeah. So. You know, you know. To tell you the truth, I at, there was a point where I thought I should I should look into this a little bit more and see. <laughs> and I think at the time I, I don't remember exactly, but I know at the time um, it was all it was it was kind of one of these thoughts. Man, if I could just be be doing like ministry through the church and and I you know and I could just kind of raise my own funds that would be that would be really really cool and so I thought man if I could do a whole bunch of adverts 
and make money that way, this would, this would work really well. But, uh, it never happens. So, anyways. Yeah. But, you know, here's a, here's another cool example of this. Um, you know, obviously, that wasn't very supernatural. Um, but it, it was a really fun experience. But, uh, you know, maybe a better example of this is, um, is that we have someone in, even in, in the church right now that didn't, didn't feel what they had, what it took to lead something. And, uh, and lately they have been kind of stepping up and saying, okay, I'm just going to offer myself. And, uh, and they've been leading. And it's been so amazing to see just in these, in just a, in a, in a, in a big way to them, this, this stepping out and just saying, God, I'm going to offer myself to you and just applying themselves to, to being prepared to do the work that God has for them. And, um, and it's, it's just fantastic to see what God is doing through them. And they were not comfortable. They were not ex- necessarily excited, but they were like, I'll just offer myself to God and see what he does. And it's been really cool to see what God's been doing. And you know, at the end of the day, it is ultimately, it's bettering the body, is what it's doing. It's, it's, they're taking, they're taking, you know, what they have and saying, God, okay, here you go. Hopefully it works. And God is just using it. And so we're just really thankful for that. You know, one of the slogans we, we, I talk about this all the time is, there's a place at the table for everyone here at the church. And this means everyone is welcome that, that, come and be a part of this community, right? But I think there's another part to this, and that's there's, there's a place for everyone here to serve. Again, it's like we really want people to know that, that, that we want everyone serving. We want everyone to be a part of what's going on here. This is about empowering you to do what God's called you to do. It will look different for everyone, and it doesn't mean anyone can do whatever they want. You know, it's really important that, that we find the right place for you to serve so that you can flourish, so that you can grow, so you can do the things that God's called you to do. Um, it's, it's about, like this other person, it's about putting you into a position to serve that's going to ultimately be best for the entire body. And uh, I believe that that's going to happen. You know, it's like my pinky finger has not been the same since. I did damage to it. And it continues to negatively affect things. And in the same way in the church, there's a God-given method for a healthy church. And and it's based around relationship, trust, and authority. You know, I really believe in in the preparing and in in offering and and wanting to serve. It's like there's there's a role for you to play. And and we want to make sure as the leadership of the church that you're functioning in that role that's going to best suit you, but also best suit the entire body, so we're able to move forward as, as, as a, um, move forward in the things that God has for us, and, and it be healthy, and strong, and purposeful. That's what we want to see. The last, the last thing I want to share with us tonight is this whole idea of being released into the areas of service. You know, through Moses, is, uh, God has freed the people of Israel and they are now journeying together in the desert under his care. And as you could expect with, with hundreds of thousands, even more than a million people that Moses is leading, there's these issues that begin to come up. And, uh, and so Moses on his own is working them all out. 
and you can imagine that that would be pretty time consuming, pretty exhausting, pretty difficult to do. And this is what Moses is doing until one day his, his father-in-law, Jethro, sees what's going on and he says in, in Exodus 18.17, what you are doing is not good, he says to Moses. You can't do this on your own. And so he says, listen to me now and I will give you some advice. So Jethro kind of shows up on the scene at the right time to give Moses some advice. And Moses, Moses listens and begins the process of bringing people alongside him to help. He checks out, he checks out the people and he begins to put them in places where they're best suited for the job. And what this story speaks to us about today is, is that God calls us all to do our part. And so, yeah, there's, there's a structure in place. Yes, there's a, uh, there are a few who give overall direction, the leadership. But to really do all that God has for us, we need to serve as a team, as one body, each doing our part. Something that, that some of you will be aware of, something that some of you may not be aware of, is um, there's been a transition in the last um, couple of years. And essentially, there's been one leadership team that that um, has overseen the Brighton campus and overseen the Burgess Hill campus. And we're in the process of, of making some changes and developing some, some new things because we, we know that as we continue to grow and expand and as more people come on board and, and call Center Church their home, that we need to develop a, a leadership structure that's going to, to work with everything that's going on. And, and the, the, the previous leadership team that's still in place has done a fantastic job, but, but we recognize that we need to make some few changes. And uh, in First Timothy 3, Paul speaks to, to leadership, and he talks about overseers, and he talks about deacons. And so we want to continue to, um, we want to, I guess, follow the example that we, that we read in scriptures to, to have the, a proper leadership team and leadership structure. And so um, we're, we're going to have a team that's going to be like an oversight team uh, that would be equivalent to the overseers or what would also be called an elder in the, in the church in, in this particular passage. So we're going to have the overseers and they're going to be the ones that are going to kind of give the spiritual direction. They're going to be the ones that are going to take care of finance. They're going to be the ones that are like the trustees of the church. They're going to be the ones that, that cap, like give vision, those sorts of things, the overall um, stuff. And then what's going to happen is we're going to have what's called the serving team. This is, this is what the Bible describes as deacons. The serving team, we're going to have a serving team in the Brighton campus, and we're going to have a serving team in the Burgess Hill campus. And those teams are going to be the ones that are focusing on just the daily stuff that's going on in Brighton and in Burgess Hill. It's, we're going to be able to focus on, okay, how do we effectively as a church reach the community of Brighton? How do we effectively, um, you know, do outreach? How do we effectively uh, run our Sunday evenings? All of those types of things um, is what that team is going to be all about. And so now what's wonderful is we just, we'll have the team that's in Brighton that's just going to focus on Brighton. We'll have the team that's in Burgess Hill that can really focus on Burgess Hill, which are the, the serving teams. And then, of course, as I said, we have this oversee, the overseeing team that's, um, that are going to kind of 
I guess, give that spiritual direction. Right? So that's sort of where we're going and where we're going to be implementing that this in June. Podcast. And that's it's a really yet. exciting step One for us church, as a church. Passionately loving God and people forward. in Bergesville and, uh, and Brighton. And so, to yeah, get the latest so we want to keep you in the loop with all of this stuff and let you know what's check happening. Check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk. making these decisions that, that are going to, um, you know, be completely in line with what God has for us so we can accomplish what he's called us to do. And so as we continue to grow as a church, as we continue to get to know each of you and begin to discover what God has put in you, we want to release you into your God-given potential. I think ultimately that's our heart's desire. And I think when we, when we're, when we have a, a team, uh, that's just focusing on Brighton, that's a few more people that can say, well, this person has this gift and that person has this gift and this person can probably offer that and this person can offer this. And, uh, and ultimately we want to, we want, as we get to know you, we're going to be able to draw those gifts and that calling out of you, um, for the church. So our heart is to empower you so we are all serving in some capacity to advance his kingdom. And so I simply am with this, and, and Tom and Hannah and, and Chris, you guys could, if you mind coming up. I'll move out of their way. I end with this, and, and, and these are the questions that you can be asking yourself now, is how and where... Do you believe you can serve? I, I understand that there's a number of you here this, this, this evening that, that are serving in some way. And, um, and truly we could not be where we're, where we're at if it, if you were not serving in some capacity. And we're so, so grateful for that. And, um, so some of you are already serving and serving, you know, almost to your limit. I, I get that. But hear my heart on this. Just to continue to ask yourself, how and where can I be serving? And then also, what areas do you have a particular gift set? You know, one of the things that we want to make sure you're doing is sometimes when it comes to serving, you got to do the stuff that you don't always want to do. That's just part of life, is it not? But then there's times where it's like, I really have a gift set in this area. I really have a passion for this. And we want, we want to, to see that grow in you. And, and so if you, if you see something in this church and you're like, oh, it'd be cool if we could do that. Oh, it'd be sweet if, if this could be implemented. Um, if you have a passion for something, talk to us so that we can know what it is that you might be interested in doing. Is that cool? Yeah. So we, we just want to make sure we, our heart is that everybody would be serving, that we would be imitating Christ. Not, you know, that's what Christ came to do is he came to serve. And we're to do the same. And, uh, and I, as I've said before, all, the way we serve, it's gonna be, it's all gonna be different. It's meant to be different because we all play a different part. We all have a different role. We all have a different function. But you know, God calls us just to simply to offer ourselves to Him with the little we have. And it's amazing what He's gonna be able to do through that. And, uh, we may be small right here, but we are mighty and God's doing some really cool things. And, uh, and we want to continue to move forward in the things that he has. So why don't you stand with me this evening? As Tom and the team leads us, just be asking the Lord, Lord, if I'm already doing stuff, 
Is there, is there anything else I can be doing? Or Lord, I'm, I'm doing stuff, but maybe I'd like to tweak that a little bit. There's something else I'd like to be doing instead. Lord, I, I just make that your prayer tonight. That you would just say, God, what is it that you want me to doing? Want me to be doing? Our heart is that we want you to, to be plugged in and serving in this church. So, Lord, we just, we offer ourselves afresh tonight to you. Lord, even in this moment, if you feel comfortable, close your eyes and just maybe even position your hands in just such a way where you're just saying, God, I just offer myself to you. I offer you myself afresh tonight. You know, sometimes it's easy to just kind of get sidetracked, to get caught up in different things. And so tonight I pray that that we would be a people that would just continually, daily offer ourselves to you, Father. That we would we would be a people that would, would just surrender ourselves daily to you. And Lord, I pray that even now as we sing this final song and as we um as we go about our week, Father, that, that you would just put ideas in our hearts for this church. That you would that you would uh bring to mind things that you think would be valuable here. Lord, that you would that you would put creative thought in us so that we can do the things that you've called us to do here. And Lord, I thank you that we do all have a part to play. And so, Father, we, we just surrender ourselves to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.